0: Hey, everyone, welcome to um, the Kingdom Project podcast. We're here again with Ernie Hernandez, and we are continuing our, um, I guess you could say series on the Beatitudes, or if you will, the Constitution of our Lord Jesus Christ. So um, I'm excited to be here, and I'm, again, humbled for Ernie to be here. Um, we're going to go over this and continue what we left off on on our last podcast. So that being said, Ernie, let's have a discussion.
1: Well, it's wonderful to be here again, and uh, so thankful for the Kingdom Project. Um, It's truly an honor, uh, a privilege to um, enter into the Kingdom of God um, by His Spirit, because everything needs to be by the Spirit of God. That's why the first Beatitude that we read... Said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And so, right off the bat, the first thing that Jesus starts teaching when he opens his mouth is the importance of the spirit. Um, so, blessed are the poor in spirit, uh, is referring to us being able to empty ourselves out, mm. to come hungry to come open uh, in our spirit yeah, uh, because it is the Spirit of God that reveals the deep things of God. Mm. Um, So in the natural or what we call the carnal, uh, they're not discerned. Um, Only by His Spirit are they revealed. Mm. And so the Spirit is where we come in connection with God, in contact with Him, and we have what we call communion with him. So it's in our spirit. Yeah. So as we look at the Beatitudes, and we're getting a picture of a person, um, as we uh, are studying the constitution of the kingdom of heaven, or of the king, like you said, Jesus, it's important to first of all, realize that, that God has a goal for you, and for me. And that goal is not only that we have Christ, but that we are filled with Christ and that we exemplify, we express, we live Christ, we experience Him. Amen. That's important to know because a lot of people are religious in that they uh, practice uh, ethics, you know, they practice uh, traditions Um, they um, worship God, but without experiencing Christ. I don't know if that makes sense, but so we can actually be religious uh, and focus on the uh, exterior, on the outside. Mm. But what we're speaking about uh, first is the essence, the inside of a person that is, A part of the kingdom or a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And that's why we're looking at what Jesus taught his disciples there on the Mount as the inner uh, group came and sat and listened to him and he taught them. So it's a very special moment, an intimate moment, but a very serious one as the Lord was imparting to them. A lot of the regulations of the kingdom. There Mm -hmm. are regulations. There are uh, protocols, principles, okay, or what's called the law of the house. Yeah. Um, And so it's important to understand that 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 is part of the kingdom of God, even though we're free from the law, which Mm -hmm. is the law of Moses.
0: Right. Because I was going to say there's a lot of parallels, right? Moses going up to the to the mountain. And Jesus going up to the mountain, right. and both receiving right. from the father, these commandments or, 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 or laws, like you said, but the new laws are written on our hearts. Yes. Right? And so I, I find it fascinating that there are those, par- those parallels in the Bible. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's fascinating.
1: Yeah, that's a a good parallel right there uh, of what we're looking at. Mm -hmm. Uh, So today we're going to look at the first principle, which was um, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of God, just as way of review. But we're actually want to focus on the second principle, which is about um, blessed are those that mourn for they shall be comforted. Mm. Um, So we talked about the first one being poor in spirit, uh, which is not lacking in the spirit, but it's an attitude of the heart. And so the Greek for poor, when we look at this verse or this first principle, has two parts to it. Okay. Okay um and so most of the time when you think of poor what do you think of
0: i think of like you know the the guy on the side of the freeway you know asking for for handouts or you know that's i mean i think that's anybody's first reaction when you think of poor right and so what are we talking about here
1: yeah so someone with very little possessions right Mm -hmm. um so the first part of this work word poor in the Greek is having to work hard for very little, okay? Uh, Having to work hard for very little. That's one part of that word poor, okay? Okay? I'm talking about in the Greek, okay? But this isn't the one that's really being used here in verse 3, okay, of Matthew chapter 5. The second part of that word poor in the Greek is a word to describe a person who has nothing, a pauper, Or bankrupt a person who is like crouched in a begging position a person who has been beaten down to their knees to become like Jesus who made himself of no reputation like it says in Philippians 2 7 okay Uh, 2nd Corinthians 8 9 says though he was rich he became poor that you through his poverty might be rich wow. so it's a whole deeper meaning for poor um it it's really saying blessed are the bankrupt or those who have come to the end of themselves mm-hmm. for theirs is the kingdom of heaven
2: wow
1: that's, that's a whole different picture of you know poor it isn't about just poverty right you know or possessions Okay. Those who have learned to empty themselves when they are weak, then they are strong. Everything in the kingdom seems to be kind of upside down.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say that's like this I'm getting this picture of this upside down kingdom where it's like you depend solely on the king. Yes. You know? And it's not like a dictatorial king. It's just this I see this compassionate, this loving, this empathetic king that that has so much care for you that how could you not right how could you not yes right there's so many worries in this world that's like you just got to fully submit to this upside down kingdom and i think that's what we're searching for
1: that's it exactly you know when i first started studying the gospel of matthew Mm -hmm. i was in school at hope international university and the actual name of the course that I studied was called the Upside Down Kingdom. Mm. In fact, there was a title of one of the books we used, kind of like a textbook.
0: Wow! Oh, uh, so they actually had like courses on the kingdom.
1: Yes. Some. Yes. And,
0: I, I, I talked to a lot of other like pastors, and they're like, well, I don't know anything about the kingdom. Like that wasn't offered at my semis, uh, you know. Right. And, seminary.
1: And, and this was like, you know. Maybe 10 years ago, maybe longer, maybe 12 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, about 12 years ago that I, I had that course. Wow. And so they taught it as the Upside Down Kingdom. Wow. And I really learned, and I appreciate my professor and the things that I studied and all of that. But after that, it's like I went into another school, the School of the Holy Spirit, and he started to turn The upside down kingdom, right side up for me. Mm. (laughs) That's what I think happened. (laughs) Uh, And so to us, it looks upside down. Yeah. But uh, the poor in spirit will own the kingdom. It belongs to them. That's what it says in that verse. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the the kingdom of heaven.
2: Yeah.
1: And so, and that you're going to read later on. In one of the other Beatitudes, in fact, the final Beatitude also, I think it's uh, principle number eight, also says the same thing about, you know, blessed are those who are persecuted. Right. Okay, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven as well. So uh, the spirit can mean a lot of different things. So the spirit can mean attitude of mind, heart, disposition, demeanor, personality, or expression. So, the attitude of the poor person is the attitude that will help a person receive the kingdom of God, inherit the kingdom, if you will. Wow. That's why I said that salvation is free, right. Right. but the kingdom is a reward.
2: Right.
0: And that, word, that prefix again, there it is re-ward. reward. So, at one time we had it, then we lost it. And That's now correct. We're gaining it back.
1: That's correct, but it's up to us. Yes,
0: right. That's where free will comes in.
1: Yes, because we have free will, right. okay? And so the poor in spirit is actually the rich in spirit. Mm. I don't know uh, if you can grasp this, but there is a richness in God, in the riches of Christ that as you enter into the Spirit, even though you feel like you are surrendering everything okay to enter in that's why you know the parables of the kingdom are really rich as well Mm -hmm. and important where it says that this uh you know pearl merchant went you know and found a pearl of great price and he sold everything to go buy it and the one who was Uh, hunting for a treasure, found it in a field and went and sold everything, bought the field, the whole field, you know. There's something about not just seeing the kingdom but entering into it that it is just um, worth gold, okay? And you begin to experience richness, fatness, fullness, a wealth, right? that is not material it's within you Mm -hmm. and i don't know how to describe it other than that that you can be a millionaire Mm -hmm. and still drive like a simple car uh not have huge houses or own a lot of property i mean not that that's bad because you can have both okay but when you enter into the kingdom of God and you begin to become established in it, mm-hmm. that's why, you know, a key verse for, you know, studying the Constitution is Matthew 6.33. 6.33. Right. In Matthew 6.33, it says there, um, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all Mm. these things shall be added unto you. Wow.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's where that commonwealth comes in, right?
1: Yes. The commonwealth. Commonwealth.
0: I think it's kind of key. And maybe this could be another podcast, but to study what a kingdom is, you know, we're over here on the, on the Western side of the world. A lot of people don't know what that is. You know, we've always had a democracy, and it's like, us Americans, we want to do things our way, you know what I mean? We're not used to this kingdom authority, you know what I mean? And Right. And uh, just, yeah, I think that would be a good, another podcast where we just like talk about what kingdoms are actually, you know? Right. Whereas if you're, you're talking to someone in, uh, you know, some of these other countries that are that used to be kingdoms, you know, Cuba, you know, they're ruled by the Spanish. They have a grasp of what a kingdom and how it works. So I think that'd be good a distinction later down on in the, in the road for our, our listeners also as well.
1: Excellent. Yeah, I'd love that. And we will take time to go there. Yeah. Um, just in passing, uh, a good um, kind of maybe, uh, I don't want to say a model Mm-hmm. But something to kind of depict kingdom is if you look at Queen Elizabeth. Mm. She's not a king, but she's a queen. But she has a kingdom. Right. And she's a queen. And you find out how much uh, Queen Elizabeth has in her name and the territory that they have and own a lot talking kingdom is talking wealth right it's talking like i was saying you know overflow right you know fullness fatness uh there's something about it that of course the king himself you know owns everything but he shares it with his citizens
0: right because that's a direct representation on his
1: citizens. Right? Yes,
0: I mean if his citizens are struggling and they're poor, and that makes the king look bad.
1: Yes, right. <laughs> exactly, and, and it's not about just prosperity, right. you know, and just like I said, driving a brand new big car or whatever, or right. all of that. But there is a um, a richness of life that you experience that you were intended to like you said um we once had it right and we lost it and now it's being returned or re-established right and so it's a, a really beautiful thing um Amen. so let me end this first principle okay. the poor in spirit it's actually the rich in spirit the eight blessings together will create a picture In your face and form out of you this life. Mm. That's God's goal. Some people don't know or don't understand that God has a goal for them, a purpose for them. Mm -hmm. And they don't know what that is. They think it's just for maybe what they want and what they want will be satisfied with. Yeah. But we really need to be more concerned with what satisfies God.
2: Right.
1: And so learning about his purpose is key. And it's related to the kingdom, but it's specifically related to being conformed to the image of his son. Mm. Um, Like it says in Romans chapter 8. Right. Because he wants us to represent him and express him in the earth. Wow. And his kingdom. So let's look at principle number two. Okay. Okay? Uh Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Uh, Mourn. Right? So it's kind of weird to say that you're blessed if you mourn. It's kind of like an oxymoron when you look at it in the natural. In fact, a lot of things regarding the kingdom of God, like we said, seem upside down right. or, or, or they, they seem like they don't make sense to us in the natural. Right. Right. In fact, they can only be made sense of in the spirit. That's why I started off with talking about our spirit. spirit yeah. Okay. Um, and so if you read, you know, the Beatitudes, the constitution And just take it for historical or literary value. That's good. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to get the layers of truth Mm -hmm. and reality or the jewels and the nuggets that are inside of what the Lord was teaching. Because he taught in parables. Mm. He spoke sometimes in metaphors, uh, different literary styles but at the same time there are things that are hidden and they're mysteries Mm. so that we can discover them they're for us they're not hidden from us they're hidden Mm. for us but we have to dig deeper to find them and so that's why uh receiving insight from the constitution we saw that the disciples had to climb higher it's elevated So it's not just for the everyday Christian that's just fine and satisfied where they're at, but it's for those that truly have a hunger and they're seeing that there's more and they want to know God more. And so those are the ones.
0: And so that would be an example of a metaphor, right? The the, uh,
1: elevated state that they were in. Yes. Wow. Exactly. That's amazing. And so... So, first of all, let's look at the word blessed, okay. Okay, which is uh, makarios in the Greek. It right. means supremely blessed, fortunate, well-off, really happy. In other words, very satisfied. Uh-huh. Okay? In the Amplified version, it says happy to be envied, spiritually prosperous, with life, joy, and satisfaction, Regardless of their outer condition. Wow. So... So outer condition
0: means circumstances. Yep. The world,
1: yes. basically. Wow. So even in the middle of COVID, or elections, <laughs> or protests, or danger, or all kinds of needs, uh-huh. um, they uh, have favor. Wow. God's favor, God's satisfaction. Right. Um, and so there were professional mourners in the Middle East. They used to pay mourners to go to funerals, you know, and mourn professionally wow. like Lazarus. When, remember, he got sick and Mary and Martha right. sent for Jesus because he was very sick. And he ended up dying. And when Jesus shows up on the scene, there's mourners there. Okay? <laughs> it's because there were professional mourners. Can you imagine being a professional mourner? Yeah, <laughs> all you do is cry. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It, and so the Greek word for mourning has two parts. To grieve in feeling or act, which is what we pretty much are familiar with. Mm-hmm. So when we say grieve, we're talking about you feel sorrow, sadness, you know, or you, you, uh, you carry, you know, this heaviness right. okay, in your life. The second part of mourning in the Greek means to strengthen or feel passion. That, that's heavy. To strengthen or feel passion. In other words, to feel the grief in order to strengthen. Wow. It's like uh, empathy, to empathize. Okay. Okay? Uh, So there's another side to mourning okay. that's talking about um, feeling grief and passion to give strength to others. Wow. So you go ahead and enter into it so that you can be a comforter to others.
0: Mm -hmm. That reminds me of the book of Job where his friends just couldn't all they could do is just go down to that level with Job and empathize with him. And not to, like, give advice, because I don't think you can feel what the other person is feeling without having that empathy and just being there for them, whatever they need, you know?
1: That's a great analogy. Yeah. Uh, because if you remember the condition of Job Yeah. and the loss and his like we were talking his uh-huh. condition his circum you know yeah. circumstances Losing everything he lost his children yeah. he lost property yeah. he was sick and probably mm-hmm. dying miserable and his comforters come yeah. the comforters of job that's a great analogy yeah. because instead of comforting job they ended up bringing him more pain right right yeah because they began to accuse him right. and blame him for his condition and for his trouble, mm. right? Mm-hmm. It's a good you know, picture for us right. of exactly what we're talking about uh, because uh, we're really talking about what's called the intrinsic nature of the priesthood.
0: Mm.
1: Intrinsic. Yeah. Okay? And, and, and so... When you look at that in Hebrews chapter 5, uh-huh. uh, verses 1 through 3, you see kind of the qualifications of a priest, uh-huh. okay? Um, that actually points to sons of God, children of God, if you will. Believers, the, the priesthood of the believer, mm. okay? Uh, which is part of God's purpose, okay. As you read in Revelations that we were we are to be made kings and priests unto God and His Father, Um, you know, speaking about Jesus who is our high High priest. priest, Okay, and so um, the intrinsic nature of the priesthood is spelled out there in Hebrews five one through three. I'm not going to read it today, but you can. You know, if you have time, you can read it yourself. Okay. But basically, uh, a priest had to be taken from among men. In other words, they had to have the same nature and circumstances of those that they represented. Wow. Okay, so again, they had to really um, be, you know, made of the same stuff, so right. to speak. Right. And could get in touch with the feelings of what people were going through.
0: Again, there's that empathy. Right, right. we're talking about yeah,
1: and then the second thing is uh, they were not acting as a private individual. The priests, they were public, mm-hmm. you know, offices. Um, they were ordained for men, mm-hmm. and so that's important to see that also the priesthood. Um, came with an ordination but also with gifts and offerings because the third one is that the priest would never come before God without some kind of gift or offering Uh okay a sacrifice for sins Um, so to help people with their sins um, he had to come with gifts and offerings And then he himself was exempt from the sin, but surrounded by it.
2: Wow.
1: So it's a picture of the intrinsic nature of the priesthood that we're being called into. Wow. Um, So Jesus was moved by compassion when he healed people, like the leper. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: He didn't just heal him. But he saw that he needed to be touched, because right. they were untouchables, right? And they were considered unclean, so people wouldn't touch them, right? You know, because they didn't want to get defiled. Right. But Jesus, when he went to the leper uh, in Matthew chapter eight, you see him moved by compassion. And he went up to the leper and healed him, but he touched him mm. with his own hands. And it's a picture, you know, of what the Lord did with me and with you and with others. Right. Because we all come to him as lepers. Lepers.
0: Wow. Leprosy
1: represents sin in the Bible, yeah. you know, symbolically. Uh-huh. And so we see that picture there. Um so there's a process to create priests, okay, kings and priests. Um, and it's pictured in Revelations 1, 5, and 6, uh, where Jesus you know, is uh, making us kings and priests unto God. And so there's a process, as you see it, um, blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforters mm. is a more correct translation of that principle Wow, it isn't just to receive comfort we do but like the bible says he's the god of all comfort and he wants us to take the comfort that he comforts us with and comfort others all
0: Right, and there's that image and likeness there again
1: all right to be like Him. That
0: perfect expression of God being represented here on the earth realm.
1: Right. That's beautiful. Yeah. So whatever you're going through, whatever hardship, whatever trouble, difficulties, pain, uh, you're requiring comfort. Mm. You lost someone. Something happened to you that devastated you. God is very you know, near in time of trouble. And he is the God of all comfort. And he comforts you. And he comforts me. It's kind of like when you think of a comforter that we use on our beds. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's like a blanket over us.
0: Soft and just feels nice, you know. Yes.
1: And so I want you to see that and receive Comfort, because God wants to comfort you in all of your trouble, and all of your pain, disappointment, loss, yeah. whatever's happened to you. Let him come because he cares for you and he loves you and he wants to wrap himself around you.
2: Ooh, amen. Yeah. And
1: so I'm praying that even now as you're listening, that God, God will wrap his arms around you because yeah. he can do that. He isn't a God who is just far away. Right. He's a God who is near. Thank God that Amen. he is.
0: Yeah, that's good. I think a lot of people need that right now in, in this day and age that we're, we're yes. living in. You know, and, you know, just know that these trials and these hardships that you're going through, it's just building character up in you. Yes. You know, that's God's main goal is to perfect you. You yeah. know. And you and I are testimony to that. Um and so, I don't trust any man that hasn't been tested, <laughs> you know? Amen. And yeah. And so, that comes with discernment as well, you know? And God has opened up my eyes from the trials that I've been through
1: right. to,
0: to clear that log in my eye, you know, and to see through the perspective and the lens through through His eyes. That's awesome. You know, and the compassion and the empathy, you know? And so... I'm 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 glad you're giving that word of comfort to our listeners and, and yeah, just keep keep striving, keep you know, keep having the hope, right? The hope mm-hmm. is in God, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's it's beautiful. Yes. It's beautiful.
1: Yes, and you know, um we used to sing a song um my youngest son mm-hmm. taught us. And it says in that song, the words, some of the words go, there is a God who loves me,
2: mm.
1: you know, who wraps me in his arms. Amen. And then the song says, um, there's a place where, you know, God is or where he lives. Take me to that place, Lord. Mm. To the secret place. Mm. Wrap me in your arms. Yeah. And if we would just turn to him and call on him, don't ever stop calling on the name of the Lord. Yeah. He will come and wrap himself around you like a mantle. Wow. And his anointing will break yokes of bondage off of us. We think that we have to be clean good enough right to experience god to turn and to um have his arms wrapped around us and his healing and his comfort come yeah but like the leper we come the way we are and he doesn't reject us ever
2: right.
1: you gotta know who he is because we're all prodigal sons and daughters We've all taken our inheritance and spent it, and wasted it, right. on foolish, you know, um, stewardship in life. And but like the story of the prodigal son in Luke fifteen, when he returned, he came to his senses, and he returned. He was on his way to his father's house, and his father was waiting for him, and didn't even wait till he got all the way home. Saw him coming from afar off, and ran to him. Wow. And fell on his neck and kissed him. Yeah. And gave him a robe of righteousness, a ring of authority, and put shoes on his feet and threw a party killed the fatted calf and celebrated because his son who was dead returned and was now alive. Amen. That's the kind of God that he is. That's all it takes, man. Just meet
0: meet him halfway just meet him halfway where you're at, where you're at right now in your life. Just meet him halfway. Right. That's all he asks. So like you said, you don't need to be perfect in his eyes.
1: There's no sin. There's no darkness. There's nothing too hard that he can't forgive. And that's what leads us to repentance, to turn around. Mm. It's his goodness. Yeah. He... It's not chasing you and scaring the hell out of you. He's inviting you to come home. And he's ready and has prepared everything. So it's just a matter of us, like you said, taking a step towards him. And you'll see he's been there all along. So... We just pray that you'll take that step and just open your heart to him today yeah. and allow him, you know, to wrap himself around you. Uh, in Hebrews chapter four, verse 15, it says, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Mm-hmm. In other words, he's touched by our feelings. He was tried in every point, yet without sin. So he knows our frame. He knows we're made of dust. He, He empathizes with us. And so he was a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. He knows what grief and sorrow is. He was despised, afflicted, rejected by men. And he became our high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Mm. For every high priest is taken from men, for men, and things pertaining to God.
2: Wow.
1: What a picture. It is. Of our high priest, Jesus Christ, who ever lives to make intercession for us. There is a prayer meeting in heaven going on right now. For me and for you. And he's interceding on behalf of you, standing at the right hand of the Father at the throne room after his resurrection, where he was crucified and he died and he resurrected. And there he is now in intercession for you and for I, so that we could experience his grace, his mercy. His goodness, his loving kindness, his riches, his riches, all of it. That's what I mean. It's just like when you get a true picture of what's going on, Mm -hmm. you begin to understand how wealthy you really are. Right.
0: And we just don't know
1: it. And we just don't know it. Right.
0: But God plants everything in the seed. It's
1: all in the seed. And
0: that seed is in you. Waiting to burst out. Yes, right? and that's a principle. I mean, look at look at um, a mango tree. Look at an avocado tree. Right, its future is in that seed. Yes, right. That's and so, it. if you could just picture that, that's you are that tree, mm. waiting to burst open to yes. bloom to to bear your
1: fruit. Yes,
0: if you will. That's it. You know? It's beautiful.
1: So. Blessed are the poor in spirit. You come to the end of yourself, Mm. the bankrupt, so they can become comforters. Mm. (laughs) I like that. Right? You feel the pain. You know the hurt. You can relate. It doesn't mean necessarily that you've done the same things as those that you're comforting. But the Lord gives you a burden. It's the burden of the Lord that he puts on you. In the priesthood, you feel it. You start to mourn for the condition of the world. You do. You feel the burden when you see our country going through what it's yeah. going through. You feel it
0: like, I mean, just from my experience, you feel the groaning like you're groaning
1: inside, you know? Yes.
0: And you're just, you know, pleading and asking for guidance. That's it. Right? And submit, we're submitting. Lord, you, you you guide us. That's yep. it, you know?
1: That's a good word, groaning. Yeah. Okay, because it says that um, in Romans chapter 8, that all creation is groaning right now, mm-hmm. waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Yeah. Waiting for the glorious manifestation of the sons of God. And so creation is interceding, crying out, wow. where's the sons of God?" <laughs> because creation also remembers what paradise was like, yeah, when the original kingdom was here. Wow, and Adam, who is a type of Christ, a son, you know, and Eve, who is a type of the church, were there before the fall. And so it also says that even we ourselves groan within ourselves. Mm. There's a groaning inside of us that is interceding also and crying out for the redemption of our bodies, the adoption of oh. our bodies to put on the new body.
2: Yeah.
1: There's, a, there's a, another level of intercession and groaning that's happening because it also says in that same chapter in Romans 8 that the spirit because we don't know how to pray as we ought to right. but the spirit helps our weaknesses our infirmities and groans mm. with words that can't be uttered and prays for the saints according to the perfect will of God so the spirit is groaning creation is groaning. We're groaning within ourselves. There's a groan at the throne Uh because there's intercession in heaven taking place. And then there's one more, the blood cries out. Better things than Abel's blood. Five different levels of intercession taking place constantly. If you were wondering if anybody's praying for you, (laughs) if there's any any intercession going on, well, you can see it. It's pictured there. How rich are we? How wealthy are we that we have our lives covered with intercession with Christ, who is the high priest, uh, the mediator between God and man, and then his blood crying out, for better things than Abel's blood. Abel's blood was crying out for vengeance, but Christ's blood is crying out for mercy. Wow! And there we are with the Spirit of God in us, interceding for us, groaning for us, praying because He knows and searches the hearts, knows what's going on, and is praying and interceding through us because we're weak and we don't know how to pray as we ought to. We don't know sometimes what to pray for, mm-hmm. but the spirit does. And then we have, you know, the creation groaning. Wow. <laughs> you can almost hear it. Yeah. Because it's getting closer. Yeah. And so we're seeing some of the evidence of creation growing groaning with the weather changes yeah. and with the earthquakes and all those natural things that are starting to hit the face of the earth right. and those signs that Jesus spoke of that were birth pangs mm. when His eminent return was going to come. So we're in those throngs right now. We're crossing thresholds, yeah. and it's just powerful for us to be included and to recognize who are we? <laughs> what is man Yeah. that God is mindful of us? I mean, it's amazing. It
0: is. It is.
1: And yet, we're his highest creation yeah. because we have been uh, chosen and predestined, right, to um, represent him and express him in his image and likeness in the earth yeah. and to bring heaven to earth and occupy till he comes. So we're we're just we're just now we see why the blessed yeah. is there. Yeah. How can you be blessed and mourn? Well there there it is. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen.
2: Anyway. So we're
0: we're this royal family that's just waiting to reveal ourselves.
1: Right, right. <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. amazing. We're called. That's love. We're we're called a royal priesthood, priesthood. Mm. a holy nation, Christian. right? Yeah, uh, um, a a pecu- a peculiar people, if mm. you will, uh, a holy nation. Crazy, right? It is. We're called to bring forth the praises of Him who called us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, the kingdom of Jesus, the Son. So it's amazing, you know, grace, like we sing. Amen. But we we should not hang our heads down.
0: Yeah, got to have that hope.
1: We should, you know, be looking up because our redemption is drawing nigh. Right. And pretty soon we're going to see him eye to eye. Mm. And his glory's filling us now.
0: Yeah. Or like in, uh, I was reading Matthew. Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. I'm kind of getting ahead, but we'll go over it. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. That's it. They shall see God. And then, <laughs> so then I. I dug into 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12. For now we see in a mirror dimly, we're looking in this mirror and it's dim, but then face to face. Yes. I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known.
1: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely face to face. So yeah, and, and in First John, I believe, uh, I think it's chapter three. It says uh, uh, that we don't know what we're going to look like. Mm. You know, we're blessed because we've been bestowed with this privilege of being children of God. Yeah, and we don't know what we're going to look like but we know that when we see Him, we're going to be like Him. Wow. And every man who has this hope in Him purifies himself so he can see Him. Wow. <laughs> Amen. So let me close with, uh, yeah. I learned something about the Beatitudes to help me memorize them uh-huh. or at least recognize them yeah. when I'm thinking about them. So there are actually four Ps and three Ms to remember them, you know? Uh-huh. And and then there's one that isn't an M or isn't a P, <laughs> okay? Uh, but there's four of them. So there's a blessed are the poor, that's a P, the uh-huh. poor, in spirit, of course. And then, let's see, what, what are the other P's? There's blessed are the, you mentioned one.
0: Uh, blessed are the, Pure in heart.
1: Pure in heart. Yeah. Okay. And then, is there another P? Peacemakers. There's, blessed are the peacemakers, and one more P. It's at the end. Ooh, this this one's deep. We're gonna have to do a whole. Oh yes. Because
0: when I read this, I'm like, Lord, do I do I have to be? (laughs) Is this what I'm really reading?
1: And it's persecuted. Blessed are the persecuted. Okay. So those are the four P's in the Beatitudes. Yeah. Okay. So the poor, the pure, the peacemakers, and the persecuted. Okay. Then there's three M's. We said one today, which is blessed are they that mourn, is one. Right. The next one is meek. Yes, meek. And then the third one is merciful. And and then tucked away in the middle of those is blessed are they that hunger and mm. thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled So there's different ways I you know I like to use different things just to help me remember yeah that's good um, and I thought about that the other day before um, I came and uh, was preparing and uh, it's just a, a little tip just to remember them so you start to think about them yeah Um, but anyway i enjoyed our time together yes and always a great time i'm sensing you know the presence of the lord through our conversation through the ipod and uh and those of you that are listening uh this was for you personally Mm. it was between you and god yeah and it's very personal i sensed it as we were just it's good you know, having conversation and talking about the Beatitudes. Yeah. So I want to encourage you to know that God is very aware of where you are, what you're going through, your your present reality. Mm-hmm. But he's going to start moving you into your destined state. Amen. So be encouraged. That's good. Amen. Thank you, Ernie. Amen.
0: Um, thank you guys for joining us. Again, we have weekly Bible studies. Wednesday nights are Digging Deeper. And Thursday mornings, we have uh, Kingdom Talk, which is uh, this This podcast is branched off from that. So we wanted to kind of reach reach all platforms here. Um, if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to Ernie or I. Um, if you just want to talk, we're here for you guys. Um, I'll put our contact information in the notes. Thank you for joining us. Um, any feedback, and questions, please we receive it with an open heart. So thank you guys. Have a good one.